Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Stolen Droids Hangout. I'm Connor. Stolen Droids Podcast. We are three guys. Our RSS is fixed. Woohoo! That's good. If only we could get the site fixed. Uh, yeah, in fixing in fixing the RSS feed for all of our dear listeners to get this episode and the previous ones all at once. Um, I worry I may have broken the site. I'm not sure how. By but something worry, changed. He means definitely. <laughs> so if by you may have, he means did. So if you go to stolendroids.com right now, it'll look like it's loading just fine for a second. And then out of nowhere, it will resize as if you were on a tiny, tiny flip phone screen. It's all dirty, run lies. But you can still actually read the articles. So, I mean, Which is great. It, it's not as pretty as it would be. It just looks very slimming. Yes. Yes. It's slimming our, like an eye chart. It looks, decided to it go looks on like an eye chart. <laughs> it does so, look um, like an eye chart. Yeah. Sorry about that, everyone. Not sure what happened there, but... Our code monkey's working on it. Yes. Colin has been hard at work. I have been hard at work, and Schmitty is allegedly going to be hard at work at some point. Meanwhile, Zook just breaks things. Uh, hey, look, no, I fixed the RSS feed, and we still don't know why that True. broke. You know, I think it has something to do with that other. PHP upgrade. It had to have something with the upgrade. We don't know exactly what, though. We're not programmers, and we've been stalling here for a while. So let's give a shout-out to our friends who stuck with us through the great RSS fire of 2017. TrekRadio.net, KryptonRadio.com, Geek Factor Radio, Radio KSCR, and our Patreon producers, Zane, Bruce, and Ruff. You can be one, too. Just go to Patreon.com slash StolenDroids. Indeed. Hey, um, guess what? What? We haven't pimped this for a while, but the podcast awards are coming up. It is time. Oh. It is time. And you know what? They've changed the way things are being done. So what's going to happen here is we're already registered. We've paid the registration fee. We've said, yes, we want to be considered in the running. But that's not enough. We need to be nominated by our listeners. So starting July 1st, if you go to podcastawards.com and nominate us for the tech technology um, category, the more of you that nominate us, the more likely we are to be nominated. Now, in years past, it kind of got a little annoying. To be annoying. considered? Is that- yeah, to be, to be considered, yes. Now, in years past, you guys would have to do that to nominate us, and then once we were nominated, would have to go back every day and register to vote every single day. We never won. And I don't fault our listeners, because that's a really pain-in-the-butt way to <laughs> try and win. Well, also, you look at some of the shows we were up against. Oh, sure. And, sure. I mean, there's there's not really a big hope. And, you know, I used to say, and I, I think I've said this on the show before, that it, people that say it's an honor to be nominated, they're losers. That's loser talk right there. Because I want to win. But then when we actually went to the award show and we saw the people that we were up against, yeah, it's an honor to just be nominated. Well, we have a better chance now because they've changed it. So if we are nominated, uh, instead of having to have our listeners vote every single day and just turn it into a popularity contest, instead, once they are nominated, they have a panel of judges who will be listening to our episodes to see who wins based on that instead, which I feel is a better method. So all our li- all of all of our listeners need to worry about is getting us nominated. Yeah, get us into consideration. Go podcastawards.com nominate stolen droids for best tech show and then we're gonna have to rely upon our merits 
And maybe that's what it'll take. Maybe our merits are good enough this year. Maybe. Not according to Ruff now. Now, we have feedback, and I think he's directing this directly to use honor. I'm hoping he is. Uh, he says, what is the internet? Easy answer. It's a series of tubes. Who decides who is awesome and who is a dick? Me. I am awesome. You are a dick. Cheers, Ruff. Cheers, Ruff. Appreciate that, brother. I, I believe it was directed at you, honor. And it if you don't was. know what they're talking about, it's in reference to the um, idea of an internet permit. Remember our, our idea of, do you need a license to be on the internet? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he also wrote another email. I get the feeling he writes these as he's listening to the episode. I think so. Yeah. I think so. But it's awesome to be called a dick by one of our listeners. So I, I've been called that by a lot of people, but never one of our listeners. Yeah. Um, now, what's funny is he must take a while to get through one of our episodes then, because one of those he wrote on... Um, one day at like 5.30 a.m., and the next day at like 5 a.m. He could probably only take so much of me and my dickishness. I'm not really sure where to go with that. That's a lot to but handle. he writes, in regards to smartphone legislation, legislation for the lowest common denominator is silly. The things that the legislation is meant to protect against are also caused by aging. We should outlaw aging? This is in reference to the California ballot initiative. Colorado. But to... I keep saying California, don't I? You, I, you did, but... I did on the last time, too, when we were recording. Did you? Uh, I, like, I didn't catch it. I forget that there's other states that start with C. <laughs> okay. But we, so, sh- should we just rename Colorado to, like, Potville? Exactly. I'd remember it better. Probably. Um, this is in regards to the Colorado ballot initiative brought forth by an anesthesiologist with horrible parenting skills uh, who wants to ban smartphones for any child under the age of 13 punishable by a fine and not just like buying them for them like even letting them use them at all which we went on and on about how stupid it was and it didn't help the fact that he was saying on his website that you know it causes adhd and forces kids to create porn and it creates lupus or something i don't know i stopped reading (laughs) that's the worst way to get lupus from a smartphone of all the ways to catch lupus watching something on your smartphone probably the youtube videos about lupus yes it'll be like the the ring you know seven days seven days until you get lupus (laughs) (laughs) some like person with lupus comes crawling out of your smartphone screen george costanza crawls out of your smartphone and gives you lupus Oh, that that would be awful. Jason Alexander's really hurting for work. Of of all the ways to get lupus, that has got to be the worst. It has to be. Um, in follow-up... Oh, sorry. If you want to write to us and call Zahner a dick, do so. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Give us a call, 801-917-GEEK. Um, he also takes Instagrams. You can Instagram Zahner a picture that says he's a dick. <laughs> I, I want to be I want to be very clear... Make it a picture that says he's one, not something else. You mean let's not put a picture of a dick? (laughs) Please, please do not do that to me. Hey, you're on Snapchat, right? No, I am not. (laughs) Remember, we discussed this. I'm too old for that nonsense. True, true. Hey, you know what uh, is kind of funny? Is that last week we were talking about rumors about a Super Nintendo classic, the, the little emulator box. Yes, similar to the NES Classic Edition that came out last year and was horribly, horribly supplied. Yeah. 
Um, I think 12 hours after we recorded that episode, it went up for pre-order. Is it available for pre-order? And 13 hours after we, we recorded that episode, the pre-order sold out. I didn't even know that it went up for pre-order. I didn't I knew either. that it was like a thing. Nothing that I saw anywhere. In fact, I was on Nintendo's site all day. How did I not see anything about a pre-order? I believe the pre-order sold out as fast as it was opened. Well, that sucks. Huh. Yeah, that's not cool at all. That's a little stupid. Yeah, so they're coming out with the NES Classic, or excuse me, the Super NES Classic. And uh, it's coming they have with not 21 done games. pre-orders yet. Or um, have they, they, and you've just missed out. They have not, according to the internet. Well, okay, then. I know that some people are pre-selling them on eBay for like 300 bucks. Yeah. But that makes me wonder, how are they going to guarantee that they have them in stock to fulfill those orders? Are they going to steal them off the back of a truck somewhere? They have a guy. They they know a guy. Yeah, they know a guy. But yeah, this is freaking sweet. So I, I got to say, I think the Super Nintendo is the greatest console ever. Better than any Xbox, better than any PlayStation. I love the Super Nintendo more than any other console. I have to ask, do you love the console itself or do you love the games? I loved everything about it. I loved the controllers. I loved the console. How it had the eject button in the middle and you put the the cartridge in the top. And I mean, I just loved everything about it. Uh, it actually has like three of my all-time favorite games too. Earthbound. Uh, Super Mario RPG and Super Mario Kart. Such classics. Indeed. See, and I mentioned last week, I was a Genesis guy. I liked Vector Man, Earthworm Jim. I, I liked all those. Um, but the problem is, is that none of them are really, except for Vector Man, were a um, uh, exclusive to Sega. Uh-huh. Like, like all the ones I really loved were on both platforms. Yeah. So um, I still contend that the Xbox 360 may be the greatest... Uh, console in history not necessarily because of technical merit but just how long it was able to last until it gave you a red ring of death <laughs> well even well I mean <laughs> even then you could fix it with a penny <laughs> yeah I mean your, your Nintendo your Super Nintendo whatever it goes out you just take out the cartridge and blow on it and you're good to go yeah there's definitely something to be said for the, the simplicity of the old cartridges but and I think we don't give it enough credit because it's still so new. It's not that old yet. It's not quite nostalgic. A lot of people still have an Xbox 360, but it held on for quite a while. They were developing games for it for forever. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know, in 20 years, 30 years, are they going to come out with a, a retro edition of it that's got 21 games? That every single one of them is an absolute classic, except for one which is never before released. Because that's Probably what Nintendo's not. doing. Probably not, because in all honesty, in 30, re- 30 years, we'll still be playing the same games whose backwards compatibility has come forward up 30 years. And see, that's something that is great about all of these old cartridge consoles. And I can say this, is that when the Super NES came out, or when the Genesis came out, or when any of that era came out, we weren't whining about backwards compatibility. Uh, we- I did a little bit. What do you mean it can't play Duck Hunt? It can't play Duck Hunt. Get over it. I, I, that actually bothered me because there were games that, like Battletoads. If I could have got Battletoads uh, uh, 
moved it over from my Nintendo onto my Super Nintendo, I would have been a happy dude, even though well, that's one of the most difficult games ever. Well, sure, but you know what I'm saying? There, there wasn't still this era of entitlement we have now. True. It was, these were NES games. These were Super NES games. These are N64 games. It wasn't, well, I already bought this game. I don't understand why you haven't created backwards compatibility going back 15 years for me. Yeah. No, I, I totally understand that. And, you know, it was just one of those things. If you wanted to play that game, you had to have that console. Right. Right. But, I mean, they've got a good lineup of games on this thing, and I am so excited. They are releasing, I mentioned, um, a previously unreleased game, Star Fox 2. And, I mean, if it's if it's as good as the original Star Fox was, I mean, every single one of these games is, is a classic. My favorite game, though, I, ironically enough, came for free with the console, Super, Super Mario World. I love that game. That is I, a really good yeah, one. I will awesome. play that game over and over and over again. I love it. And Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, Super Metroid, Super Mario Kart, I mean, Street Fighter 2. This is awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm so happy. So, yeah, System Comes Available September 29th, going to be about 80 bucks, And I will be doing all I can to get one that day. All uh, I can. Speaking of the backwards compatibility... Uh, so during E3, Xbox had like one of the biggest shout outs for them due to the fact that they're bringing even games from back at the old Xbox to the Xbox one. Yeah, and dude, you need to listen to our show more often. You already did it. Fine. Oh, you know what? yeah, we already did it. E3 was a while ago, dude. It was like a week ago. Try to <laughs> shut up. <laughs> we even talked about how they're re-releasing Crimson Tides, you know, what? which is an excellent game. That is a it good is game. I like that. That's actually one of my favorite Xbox games. I think. I remember when we worked together, Zook, going in and playing that in the room that like was the Xbox room this, that you did that you dared not turn the TV to turn the lights on. Yeah, I mean the the stench that I heard was in there. I never experienced it because, you know, anosmia, but... The stench? Uh, that that room, I heard it smelled like nerd. Like, it was a tiny, tiny little storeroom in the corner of our office with a table, a TV, an Xbox, which was used to death. Um, I ended up having abused. It was abused. I ended up having to... Uh, I, uh, I bought a new CD-ROM unit for it or dvd rom unit and had to replace it because it was seriously destroyed and then it continued living on we had a whiteboard in there where we kept uh, our high scores on ssx3 (laughs) um and there was a couch which was perfectly comfortable if you never turned on the light to see what you were sitting on in other words it was purchased at the di probably um i may have come with the building it was that good oh gosh I, i i'm thinking um dumpster on the side of the road somewhere yeah, yeah management yeah. hated that thing hated that room we didn't care i think they hated the employees more though which is why they allowed the employees to suffer in that room <laughs> it was worth it oh it totally um, was so where do we go where do we go from here where do we go let's go with really weird random okay so your samsung galaxy s7 note or note 7 can catch fire um, right? Your Amazon hoverboard can catch fire. 
Um, They're not hoverboards. They don't hover. <laughs> how about those stupid fidget spinners? Oh, jeez. The absolute worst thing. Why would you even want a battery-powered one? Isn't the purpose of a fidget so that you fidget with it yourself, not let the batteries do it? I, yes. That I, is the point. I, I'm just... These things have got to go. So, supposedly, there's a model that has a Bluetooth speaker in it, which means, of course, it has to plug in to charge, which means, of course, and incoming racist rant here, of course, it was made for bottom dollar from some Shenzhen Electric Limited out of China and sold for pennies on the dollar to a distributor here who thought they could just make mad money, which means it was built like crap, so of course it's going to catch fire. Yeah? I... Why do these things even exist, and why was anyone surprised that anything so cheap isn't catching fire? Autistic burning. I mean, that's that's what you get when you get one of these. <laughs> Just autistic burning. It just... Yeah, this is crazy. It's so crazy. It's like Colin said. The whole point of them is so you're doing it yourself. So you're you're fidgeting with it yourself. The problem is is that, oh, yeah, this calms my ADHD. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. I've got so many of these things in my house because my kids, they keep going and finding them places i don't know this helps my autism well then guess what you're not autistic (laughs) you know i will say this about fidgets so like with my tourettes i have to have something that i'm constantly fidgeting with so it just gives you something to fidget with learn to flick a pen (laughs) see you've you've got a doctor's note though man (laughs) 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 sorry this is a prescription fidget spinner it's you can tell because it okay. cost my HMO seventy five dollars. <laughs> wow, they must have given you the generic ones. <laughs> so, when I was up at uh, Scout Camp before we went, um, and I, I mentioned this very briefly um, last week, but uh, the BSA, uh, the Boy Scouts of America, have a very, very, very strict no smartphone policy while camping. Right? Oh, really? Yeah, very strict. And it's not for the reasons you might think. It's actually part of the protection of youth plan. um, Because kids take pictures of inappropriate or inopportune things. And if they're in any kind of position to upload it, once it's up there, you can't get it back. True. And so they just curb that by saying, hey, while at camp, they're not allowed. We went one step further and I told my scouts that if I saw any fidget spinners, they were probably going to go into the fire. Is this before or after you start the fire with the fidget spinner? Well, it turns out they don't make very good fire starter. Um, One, so they all freaked, saying it was the worst idea ever. And one of them waited till Thursday night to go down to the trading post and bought one. They sold them there? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I burned it. Did you really... Sure I did. His dad was one of the leaders, so I had permission. Nice. But um, yeah, these things are the worst. And I, it's, look, I'm not trying to sound like the old fogey here. I realize I am. But can we just call them what they are? They're like pogs 
or any other stupid fad toy that kids throughout the ages have wanted. Their slap bracelets, their pogs, their Yu-Gi-Oh cards slash Pokemon cards slash whatever other card game of the day is out. Dude, pogs were awesome. <laughs> yes, were they? Were they, were. Were they yes, really? Yes, they were. I, I, I was actually too old for, for the pog craze. But you know what I'm saying? It was, it's like, look, it I was don't, my prime age. I don't begrudge them. I really don't. But let's call it what it is. I think you're just getting old, dude. Look, if they truly help ADHD, if they truly help autistic kids, does an autistic kid really need a Bluetooth speaker inside his freaking fidget spinner? See, those are for the guys <laughs> that are vaping and wearing their rompers. <laughs> As they I, crack open a cold one with the boys. I want to see that. I want to see this guy with, like, uh, the Manscaped thing going on there and, like, a, a hair bun with a Zima and vaping in an adult romper with a fidget spinner. Like, a really expensive one. See, the only thing that I think could redeem that is if he's wearing the romper that's got Kim Jong-un's face on it. No, no, no. It'd have to be one of the Kylie, one of the Jenner kids ones with their face over... Like Grateful Dead or something. <laughs> that's just, that's horrible. That's everything wrong with this generation. That, there, now that I sound old. Well, you do, you do. Did we talk about the, you just mentioned man buns. Did we talk about the, the new Ken dolls last week? I don't remember. No, we did not. Why are yeah. we even bringing this up? I don't want well, to hear about Ken dolls. Because uh, Mattel came out with a new line of Ken dolls to accompany Barbie. And one of them actually has a man bun. Which, when you were talking about the man bun, reminded me of that and how, even though it's a doll, I want to punch it in the face. <laughs> and I know it's not going to do any good, but it's going to make me feel really good to punch it in the face because of the man bun. What's really funny to- is, this may be the only guy you can punch in the face and not have it hurt you back. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I decided to look up images, and it just looks like they all have Provo-style haircuts. Provo style, like as in Provo City? Yeah. Okay, you're going to have to explain that for some of our listeners. So, BYU, Brigham Young University, is known for the most weirdest hairstyles out there. And it just looks like these stuck-up BYU Provo kids. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it does. Right? (laughs) Of course, the one with the button-up white shirt and the tie isn't helping. <laughs> Does it have a little tag on the front, too? Uh, you might as well. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk about some tech. How does that sound? It's about time. I mean, how far are we into this? And we've, we've <laughs> talked about man buns and rompers and fidget spinners. and uh, We did talk Nintendo, though. But enough about your lifestyles, Honor. Let's talk about the horrible bug that was found in Windows Defender. That That's a bad bug that they found. So Windows Defender, the built-in antivirus with every version of Windows since Vista? Yeah. Um, yeah, actually. It turns out it has had a massive flaw in it from the very beginning, um, which was only recently found out by a exploit that was built by Fuzzing. What's fuzzing? Fuzzing is when someone builds a script that deliberately throws bad code at a program to try and break it, to see how it tries to to handle the bad code. Well, this gentleman built a fuzzer 
in like an hour or so, threw it at Windows Defender, and turns out it unleashed, it uncovered a massive vulnerability that has existed from the very, very beginning. And this is kind of embarrassing because I've often told people that Windows Defender is one of the best antiviruses you can have on a Windows PC, and it comes for free built into the operating system. Now, we should mention here, you you said this gentleman. It's actually Travis Ormandy from the Google Project Zero uh, group. He's the researcher who goes and he finds the, the bugs in Windows or whatever, tells him you've got 60 days to fix it, and then at 30 days he releases the vulnerability information out into the wild. True. Because he's kind of a jerk like that. At least he has been in the past. Mm, yes, yes, he has. Well, in this case, Microsoft um, has jumped on it. What this flaw does, let's see if I can describe it. If I send Zoner an infected file and he clicks on it, it's going to infect his PC, right? Unless the antivirus stops it and says, no, 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 hold on, hold on. This is bad. Don't do it. And Zoner says, oh, thank you, antivirus. And he doesn't get infected. This particular bug uh, or vulnerability activates the infected code just by scanning it. So I send an infected file to Zoner. It says, whoa, don't open that dude. It's infected. And he says, well, thank you, antivirus. Except just by scanning the file, the antivirus has activated the code. Now, I I think I've heard about stuff like this in the past, but... Well, the same method was used uh, by uh, iPhones to jailbreak by basically executing a PDF instead of loading it as a document. It executed it. Um, There was some garbled code at the header, which caused a uh, stack overflow in the CPU and allowed it to inject commands that it normally wouldn't be allowed. This is the same sort of idea. That's right. And unfortunately it comes on the heels of another bit of ransomware that has gone out into the wild. Uh, which is also built on, well, Windows vulnerability. Now, this was NSA-related, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, um, it's false, too. And we're, I know, that sounds like I just contradicted myself here, but, but bear with me. Um, Petya is ransomware, but it's a lie. It says, hey, I've just encrypted your files. Pay me this money, and I'll give you the decryption key. Well, that's ransomware. But people have been finding, after they pay... They're not getting their files back. They're not being decrypted. And it turns out Petya isn't ransomware. It's a wiper. It straight up wipes the system. There's no getting back. Yeah, that's... And and I've wondered... At what point is... At what point is this going to start to become more prevalent? Where... And in fact, I think I've posed the question here before... Where's the guarantee that even if you pay them their $500 in Bitcoins, that they're going to give you a decryption key that actually works? Right. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, you get these people that call from India saying that your computer has a virus on it. And really, they're just trying to put something on your computer to make you pay the money. And you pay for it. It's just kind of the same thing as that is. It's all about the money for them. They don't care about your data. Mm-hmm. Now, there has been a discussion that they uh, believe that the Petya bug, not bug, but vulnerability and hack, um, this may be sp- state-sponsored. 
Now, who are they thinking? Are, are they thinking North Korea? Or are they thinking Russia? Um, I forget. I read it at some point earlier today, and I've forgotten. Well, that's not helpful. Well, in the end, if we're really being serious, does it matter? <laughs> no, it really doesn't. So, um, yeah, here it anyways. is. This is based off the Eternal Blue um, SMB exploit that came from the NSA. It's it's a Windows exploit. Now, here's the thing. You can still protect yourself from these. Microsoft has been working overtime on releasing patches, fixes, all sorts of stuff that cover both Petya and the one, and the Eternal Blue, plus also the uh, Windows Defender vulnerability. They've been releasing crazy updates constantly. But that doesn't do you any good if you're not in the habit of updating your PC. True. Remember when everyone freaked out because Windows 10 by default installs updates automatically and you have no say in it? And people went nuts over it? Yep. Yeah, this is why. So... If you have disabled that, or even if you haven't disabled that, top tip, be updating your Windows almost daily for the next while. Are they going to push out those updates daily, or are they going to wait for Patch Tuesday? Um, I have been checking my updates every day, and every day there has been something. I should probably do that. Granted, I have seven different computers, so when I say there's been something, I don't mean there's been something for each of them. I mean, there's been something for some of them. Okay. Yeah, see, like, this computer I'm on right now, I just checked, it's good. But my Surface had, like, three today, and my work computer had one, so. Just make it a little habit, you know? Generally good idea. Sad are the days, gone are the days of uh, Patch Tuesday. Well, no, Patch Tuesday is still around, just don't wait. You also get Patch Wednesday, and Update Thursday, and... (laughs) Flash new fix Friday. I was going to say stir Friday. (laughs) (laughs) See what you did. Uh, Archer. Nice. And now I want stir fry. Dang it. Let's talk about the EU and how much they hate Google. They really do, don't they? So Google was a bad boy. There's no getting around that. See, and I don't really understand. I don't understand this, so I need you to explain it to me, and I guess you can explain it to our listeners at the same time. Google was found to be manipulating search results to prioritize their own ad services above any other, which, newsflash, we've been saying they do for a while. And we're not the only ones. Everyone's been saying it. It's kind of common knowledge, and they've gotten into trouble for it before. That is worth noting. They have been busted for this before, both by the EU and by the U.S. for antitrust. Okay. Well, the EU has busted them again, and this time have been levied a $2.7 billion fine. Now, tell me this. So you say manipulating the search results, so it pulls their own stuff up to the top. Whenever I do a Google search, I see certain stuff up at the top, and it's generally an ad. Mm-hmm. Is that what they're talking about, or are they talking about, like, legit search results? They're, so they're saying things like, um, if you search, and this is from uh, thehackernews.com, and their example that they list there below is that if you search for, like, uh, buy a laptop, 
the very first thing is shopping for laptops on Google. And the funny thing is, is that each one of those laptops it lists are from different retailers. Well, hey, that's not a problem, right? Except they're all through Google. Okay, well, that was interesting. <laughs> we, we just had a blip. We'll call it a power outage or a brain outage or something. We had something happen. <clears throat> where where it, 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 was, it was like a perfect storm of, of horribleness coming from my computer. Yeah, so we were talking about Google, right? I think so. Google good, EU bad. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Except if you're in the EU, then it's Google bad and EU good. I, I'm not sure if we covered this before, um, so forgive us, dear listener, if I already said this, but if I said it once, it's worth repeating. I think this entire problem harkens back to the idea that Google just needs to stop trying to do everything. Yes. They, they're they an ad service. They're a browser service. They're an internet service. They're a shopping service. They're, they're in everything. Every aspect. I mean, they're a music provider. They're, I mean, they do everything. Hardware, although not real good, depending on what you're looking at. Nexus Q, anyone? Uh, but, yeah, they really... Are, are they a search engine company? Are they a software company? Are they an advertising company? Well, they're an ad company. And um, this is going to sound like we're ragging on them, but really, truly, this is us being honest. Um, your Google phone is designed to direct you to Google ads. Your Google browser is designed to give your information to sell you and show you Google ads. Uh, I mean, that's the reason why certain things pop up at the top of your search history. That's the reason why certain things are suggested from your shopping items. That's the reason why certain pop-ups get through your Google Chrome, but not others. Uh, everything Google does is to funnel you back into their ad services. So they shouldn't be that surprised that they're getting slapped with an antitrust. Now, is that a lot for an antitrust? Um, it's so big that I think there are lawyers looking at whether or not they can even legally assess that big of a fine. Well, and it's not the only antitrust that they've got going on over in the EU right now. There's a couple others. Yeah. And and to be fair, this one actually reading up on it now um, goes back to like 2010. They've been working yeah. on this case for like seven years. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of background that's gone into this. A lot of research. So, yeah, that kind of sucks if you're Google. And, of course, they're going to appeal it. Well, yeah. So I I think this could very realistically be held up in litigation for a long time. But do you think Google will learn? Do you think they'll change practices? I don't think they care. $2.7 billion is nothing to Google. I wouldn't say that. When you hit the B, it hurts. It hurts, but Google is freaking Google. Look at, I mean. They, they've got more money than you can, like, even think of. And so I don't think that they're going to care. Ultimately, they're going to do what works. Mm -hmm. Which is evidenced by the fact that they've got three antitrust lawsuits pending against them in Europe right now. And they don't really seem to care. They really don't. And so, will they learn? Maybe. Maybe they learn how to get around it. But I don't think they're going to change their tactics at all. True. Um, Zoner? Yeah. What's Amazon Prime Day? <laughs> Amazon I know it's like, 
It's like deja vu. Like we had this conversation not we, long ago. We did have this conversation, and unfortunately, we are the only ones who were privy to it. Uh, Amazon Prime Day is Amazon's, I guess, thank you to their Prime subscribers, where Prime subscribers can have all sorts of awesome deals. And last year, I wasn't a Prime subscriber, so this is my first one. So I'm kind yeah. of excited to see what random crap I can get for 99 cents. Yeah, and so during this 30-hour period of Prime Day, you'll be able to get insane deals that'll come through and they'll pop up during the day. And you can actually go onto Amazon's website and subscribe to notifications for those deals as they come up so you can quickly jump on them. Now, Colin, you've been an Amazon Prime guy for a while, yeah. I think. Uh, how was it last year? Is it is it a pretty big deal? Was last year the first year they did it? Last year was the first year. Uh, I actually didn't get to shop too much because apparently I was a work drone. Yeah. But, I mean, besides that, I heard it was pretty awesome. My friend. <laughs> My friend's I, friend of a friend. I, I guess it's only as awesome as your wallet will allow it to be, huh? <laughs> pretty much. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> Because, you know, I don't care if they throw up a bunch of stuff that I want. If I can't afford it, it does me no good. Yeah, and they do have uh, a $10 thing where it credits your account if you do watch the Amazon Prime Day video. Uh, however, if you've already previously watched that, you're not available for the discount. See, in, a, in an alternate universe, um, I said that if you just register a whole new email address or an alias, you can sign up for a new Amazon account that has never watched an Amazon Prime video before, and then boom, $10 credit. Technically speaking, you also then have to buy Amazon Prime because it's not available off of the free trial, I don't believe. Quiet, you. You're welcome. See, in, in the alternate universe, you didn't say that. No, I didn't. Your doppelganger but wasn't so pestering. this one, I've gotten pestery. more cocky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Colin has, like... He has confidence now. You're welcome. See, in the alternate universe, though, Zahner's doppelganger died eight minutes ago. <laughs> Just <laughs> randomly ceased existing. Which, which is probably why all of a sudden my stuff all went to crap. So it happens. <laughs> now um, we are semi-professionals. No, we are professionals now because we get paid for this. Ooh. Thanks to our Patreon subscribers. <laughs> so we recover like true professionals. We pick ourselves up and we carry forward. For our $30 we've gotten this month. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> By the way, hey, hey, Patreon sub subscribers, we love you. Oh, by the way, now that I'm thinking about this, there is another reason to get Amazon Prime, which is if you are already a subscriber to Twitch and pay for Twitch premium features, you actually already get them through Amazon Prime now. They just recently partnered with Amazon. Oh, that's good news. Yeah. Good to hear. That's good to hear. So thank you for that. I just came across an article that's absolutely horrific that I want to talk about at some point. But let's let's discuss whatever else we need to discuss first. I completely forgot what we all already covered. I know. Well, we could talk about we could talk about Mexico. Let's talk about Mexico. Well, first I want his dash one to tell a bad joke. Oh yeah, let's. Talk oh about yeah, we're talking one, Amazon. Guys. We're talking this Amazon. So let's do the dash wand. All this right. is going to be really awkward if she doesn't say the same joke. I know, seriously. It was a really so, good joke. Colin has a digital tampon that Amazon gave him. <laughs> <laughs> and he talks to it. 
<laughs> and she talks back. So the Amazon Dash Wand uh, has Alexa. Gosh dang it, I hate you guys. <laughs> Talk to your tampon. Anyways, it has Alexa built into it. So its main purpose is to go over and scan barcodes on your products so it can, it can connect to things like Amazon Fresh to order new groceries or items that you want to have selected and reordered. That's the primary purpose. Our purpose is apparently jokes. And well, Make it tell a joke. Alexa, can you tell me a joke? I wrote a song about a tortilla. Well, actually, it's more of a rap. <laughs> That's an Classic. awesome dad joke right there. I love it. That's awesome. Now, the Amazon Dash Wand came out, what, about two weeks ago? Yep. Uh, it cost 20 bucks. You get a $20 credit, though, so it's basically free. I still Pretty think it's washes. pointless. If, uh, I mean, no, I, I think it's pointless. It's cool if I, you like want to search for something in, in your order history, which you don't It's really cool if you've it. never heard of a smartphone. Yeah. But it sticks onto your fridge. Unlike my smartphone. That's always <laughs> with me. See, hey. I thought you were going to say it sticks in somewhere else. But You're welcome. Thanks for setting that up. Just tee it up there for me. It's not a... I'm sorry. To say it's a digital tampon is unfair. Tampons don't take batteries. <laughs> Alexa, do you hate Zook as much as I do? I don't have an opinion on that. Yeah, sounds about right. Wow. Indifference. That's even worse than hate. <laughs> I'm just saying, if that thing starts vibrating, we all know why. Um, no, I still think that Amazon would have been better served to make a digital assistant for the phone. Bring an Alexa client to the phone. I agree. I, I that think that that makes thing. perfect sense. It it just it makes no sense to me. This wand you can scan a you can scan a barcode with a phone. You can talk to a phone. It can integrate with Alexa. It can integrate with the Echo, with the Echo Dot, with everything. It just doesn't make sense to me. Now let's talk about Mexicans. <laughs> so a Mexican court has, has halted the sales of Roku devices because they say that they are too easily hacked and that people can get uh, like cable TV for free on it or something. I don't know. I don't know that I agree with that because I've looked at hacking my Rokus because I have a lot of them. And I've never successfully hacked a Roku. Well, well, the thing is, is that the article doesn't really shed a lot of light on exactly what they're talking about. They say it makes it easier to view pirated content. Do they mean like through a Plex server or what? And see, that's what I wonder. Because you can get a lot of stuff, a lot of private channels and whatnot. Uh, Are they like getting Plex? into direct TV streams or... Yeah, or, or even if you just even if you just download stuff to your phone, you can then stream it to a Roku over the app. But that's not the Roku's fault, and it doesn't require hacking. I don't know what they mean. Yeah, I mean, they say, quote, it claims that hackers in Mexico frequently open Roku devices up to pirated content, cutting into cable companies' sales, end quote. And that doesn't mean anything. That's... Uh, that really doesn't. And this is an Endgadget article, so I would expect a little bit more... Unless there's some sort of language barrier because it's Mexico or Mexico just understands technology even less than the EU does or Australia, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. 
no idea what they're talking about there. And I'm not... I'm not completely counting out the idea that there's a legitimate problem. Maybe they are hacking them so they can get pirated cable streams. Which would make sense. It would totally make sense. And people in the U.S. used to do that all the time. That's why Cable Card had to come about and lock down digital channels. And maybe maybe that is what they're talking about. But there's no information. Yeah. What we know, though, is Roku cannot sell their units in Mexico at present. Wait, so hold on. Are we saying that we can smuggle Coca-Cola from Mexico and they can smuggle Roku's from us? Yes, or you can just go to Walmart and it's buy even Mexican trade. Coke. Oh, that's true. <laughs> um, did we talk about uh, the Vivo fingerprint reader before the divergence of the universe? I don't know if we did. I don't think we did, and I don't think we covered iOS 11 either. Yeah, so Vivo, a company you've never heard of, this is going to be really weird if some listeners going, no, they did. What's going on? <laughs> it's like, am I having a stroke? <laughs> why do um, so, I taste aluminum foil? Why do I smell fudge? Why does everything taste like toast? <laughs> um, I had a stroke. It's not funny. Um, <laughs> Vivo. Suddenly it's even more funny. <laughs> the way you said that was very funny, even though you're right. It's not funny that you had a stroke, but... A Chinese company that we've never heard of called Vivo, I mean, we have, but very, very seldomly, has partnered with Qualcomm and developed an ultrasonic fingerprint reader, which sounds okay, sure, whatever, except here's what makes it cool. It means that you can get your fingerprint read on the glass of your phone, so directly on the screen. They don't need a dedicated spot for reading a fingerprint. That means your phone can be entirely screen and it can still get your fingerprint read on the front. It also means it can have it anywhere on the back or anywhere else this technology is embedded. It doesn't need a specific sensor space and it can do it underwater. That's the impressive thing because I can't tell you how many times I've been doing the dishes or taking a bath and dropped my phone in the water and tried to unlock it while it was still underwater. You're lying, but it does mean that... (laughs) You can basically just unlock the phone by picking it up, and it's more resistant to dirt, to grease, to sweat, to water. It's just cool. It's it's very neat. It's What's very really neat. funny is the fact that this is stuff that Apple's been trying to bring out for forever and hasn't been able to. And when they eventually get it right, they will be heralded as revolutionary icons in the tech industry. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, they already are. Um, also revolutionary, but not really, is Colin's complete disdain for the iOS 11 beta. Woo-hoo! Yeah, so... It's, it's beta. <laughs> yeah, it's beta. It's still got a lot to, to go through. They did do uh, some complete overhauls over some of the GUI, like um, the... If you swipe up on your phone currently, you can see all your little bars to change your notifications and stuff. They've now... Uh, created your own control center where you can customize those and put in your own specific apps that you want in. So if you want to quickly access like your notes or um, your wallet, you can go through and you can open that there. It's also given it uh, more of a 3D touch in it. They've also um, introduced the file storage with it. So you can now actually store files onto their cloud drive and have it right there on your device unlike previously. Um, and live photos. Uh, Which are still, we call those videos. They are videos, but you can pretty much just turn them into GIFs now, so that's cool. 
Yeah, we can do that on Android, too. In fact, anyone can do that. It's called hey, a freaking GIF. This is revolutionary, okay? No, it's not. <laughs> Innovative, courageous. Now, we talked about this briefly um, in previous episodes, but this new iOS 11 is really meant for iPad Pro, the ability to multitask and app switch faster. But if we're being honest, it's still just a stopgap. They really need to bring iOS closer, more in line with Mac OS, and stop Stop polishing what iOS used to be. I, I think it's safe to say that a lot of use case scenarios with smartphones and tablets have changed. And either they need to bring out a dirt cheap competitor to those cheap Androids or a high-end competitor to the Surface. What they really should have done is the little MacBooks that they created like two years ago. They should have just made those into a special form tablet or like a, like a, like a, a, a Chromebook kind of. Yeah, pretty much. I feel like Apple's really missing the mark there. But they're Apple. They don't get to innovation until three years after, and it's still innovating. Right. Um, <laughs> let's go with some really good news from Uber and some hilariously bad news. First off, you can order an Uber for someone else. Like uh, your friend who's trying to get home from the bar drunk. Or your grandparents who are lost because they don't understand how to drive and no one will take the uh, keys away from Papa. Or your drunk grandparents, who will no one will take the keys or the beer away from Papa. You can actually order a drink from someone else. Not a drink. Whoa. An Uber for someone else. <laughs> or if you want, can't pick up your kid from school, what better way than to send a complete, total, utter stranger to pick them up? Wow. I had thought of that. That went dark real fast. Yep. You know um, okay. someone will use it and it'll be bad. It's gonna. That's gonna be like the lead story in the news in six months. Mm-hmm. Some mother got high in Arkansas or something, off smoking off meth or something, and sent the Uber driver to pick up her kid. So Tonight let's go into the hilariously bad, shall we? Yes, let's. So recap: lead engineer for Google. Um, Anthony, long name, probably communist, can't pronounce it, um, left Waymo and founded his own self-driving car company called Auto. Auto was purchased by Uber. Uber started working on self-driving car technology. Google said, hey, that's our tech. That was stolen by communist dude. We're going to sue you. Uber says, no, that's not ours. Tell them, Anthony. Tell them how that's not your tech that's our tech he pleads the fifth they say no trust us it's not anthony tell them what you told us he doesn't say anything they fire him and have now claimed that they knew he stole documents from google five discs worth about fourteen thousand documents from google but that they told him they didn't want anything to do with it and advised him to either take them home or destroy them and never to use them. Why did they? Uh, why did he steal 14,000 documents? Well, because when he left Google, he felt he didn't get paid enough and felt that there was still $120 million as a bonus waiting for him that he didn't get paid, so he was going to steal documents. The guy sounds like a dick. Yes, he should have rough, like... Issue him the dick license 
for the internet. Now, this is not good for Uber. On one hand, they say that they never knowingly had any of Google's technology. They told him not to use any of Google's technology, all this different stuff. The problem is, is that the suit that Google brought against Uber didn't say you have our tech, you're using our tech. It's saying you knew he stole our tech when you bought his company. And they've pretty much just confirmed that. Well, here's my thought. If they say, you know, you can't use this, you can't, you can't bring this into our company. He developed it in part. He was involved in that. Wouldn't like some of that be in his brain? I mean, that would be really tough to separate yourself. Yeah. Doesn't matter. But Does not he's matter. He's doing it by like line by line coding. That's the issue here. If yeah. he was just trying to piece something together, they would be able to tell that. But this is line by line. Yeah. Well, and the problem is, and I've seen this in many places I've worked, what you work on for a company doesn't belong to you. No, it, it belongs to that company. It doesn't. And, and that that's exactly right, which is why I never came out with some of the stuff I wanted to come out with years ago. Cause I sure, did not blame want, that. Hey, I had some awesome ideas. And I was working in an engineering department at the college at the time. So, well, I was attending engineering department. I had access to labs. So here's what's going to happen. Uber is going to settle with Google. I, I, this, is, this isn't in the news article. I'm just predicting here, okay? They're going to um, settle with Google. They may actually sell off that unit to Google or work jointly. But there's going to be a settlement there, and we probably won't hear the final terms of the settlement. Mr. Kami Dick... Uh, will never work in Silicon Valley on any autonomous system, probably ever again. And I've and I've predicted that before. Yes. But now, after hearing that he stole fourteen thousand documents because he was pissy that he didn't get paid a big enough bonus, he's not getting work again. He did get paid that bonus eventually too. Well, yes, but remember we've discussed in episodes past that Google's Waymo had a ridiculous bonus system that was allowing people True. to retire because it was just paying them out the nose. True. So he's never going to work there. If he works again, it's going to be as the computer coding professor at the local community college, and everyone's going to be wondering how he can afford such a nice car, and it's because he got a $120 million payout. Or he's going to court, and he's going to be sued by Google and possibly by Uber. Uh, if I was Uber, I'd sue the crap out of this guy because he very likely could mean the death of the company if they lose this lawsuit. Well, let's be honest. Uber was dying before. Uber is like a fish that's just kind of flopping on the dock after you catch it. It's not going to end well for Uber. I don't <laughs> and think. no one knows what to do with the poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a board. Grab a board. Um, and finally, proof that um, there is no God. M. Night Shyamalan is making a second Avatar movie. Yeah, this is more of a generic geek podcast thing, but I just saw this headline. I, I'm sorry to break this to everyone, but yes, uh, he is planning The Last Airbender 2. It's been six years since he did that horrible, horrible, horrible version. Horrible. There's like, words cannot describe how bad that movie is. And he's doing it again. And it still Stop is not man. the worst best movie ever. 
the worst best movie oh, or yes. the best worst movie? You heard me right. The best worst movie. Okay, the best. Yeah, oh, it's there's Trolls nothing two. redeeming about this. No, the best <laughs> worst movie is uh, Pacific Rim. That's either the best worst movie or the worst best movie. I, feel I like loved you go Pacific and Rim. Trolls two then. <laughs> so bad. I, I liked it has nothing Pacific to do with Trolls one. Pacific Rim was awesome in the dumbest way possible. No, I'm sorry. It's either the dumbest awesome movie ever or the most awesome dumb movie ever. That's the correct way there to talk go. about Pacific Rim. Okay, into our favorites. Mine is not new, um, but a gentleman went and built a scale model of a World War II German U-boat out of Legos, including the dock that is being assembled at. And I particularly love this because while I was in Chicago with Dr. Squishy and Schmitty, we went through a German World War II U-boat. An actual one. And he got all the details there. Right down to the fact that there's two lavatories and one of them's used as a refrigerator. Are they keeping chocolate there? No. <laughs> no, I, I kid you not. One of the bathrooms was right next to the galley. They used it to store food in. And as they ate their way through to the bathroom, they freed it up so they could use it again. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. Just saying. But this is so cool. He's done lighting. There are minifigs doing arc welding uh, because he was able to program the LEDs. It's just really, really cool, the amount of detail that went into it. It's worth checking out. Cool, cool. Uh, Futurama is back. Uh, again. Again. Uh, they have come out with the game Futurama Worlds of Tomorrow available on your mobile device. I know it's on Android. I don't know if it's on iOS. I imagine it is. But it's along the same lines of Family Guy Quest for Stuff or Simpsons Tapped Out. Uh, and so, you know, if you like those games and you like Futurama, this is definitely one you want to check out. All right. And then mine is StarCraft Remastered. So they are re-releasing the original StarCraft game, getting tons of graphical updates. Uh, a lot of the old cheats are being blocked uh, that you could get through. Uh, and it's only going to be $15, and that comes out on August 14th. Okay. Yay. Our, we seem a lot lower energy than our dooppelgangers from the other universe. So no, I, I think we're I think we're doing pretty good actually. Okay. Think Although they'd be proud. It, it is it is twelve twenty six a.m. and I've got to get up at like four forty five to go to work. So yeah, they would have been done a half hour ago. They would have been, except it was only fifteen minutes. So shut up. <laughs> all right well that is our episode and a half evidently this week uh, let us know what you're thinking feedback at stolendroids.com uh, again 801-917-GEEK hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook wherever you see us come to our homes and say hi I don't really um, remember go to podcastawards.com after July 1st uh, nominate us for technology we would greatly appreciate it and head on over to patreon.com slash stolen droids if you want to be one of our uh, producers and can pay patrons patrons yeah patrons. and you can you I don't know what I was going to say there but contributors contributors supporters you can support us for as little as a dollar a month that's cheaper than a cup of coffee or cheaper than those African kids need oh gosh <laughs> We're a downright deal. Wow. We are. For and less besides, than the price of a cup of coffee. Should we? And 
paying for African kids to eat for a month. Should we start going to like superstores and saying, "Hey, can you ask your people to donate us a dollar?" Wouldn't we you should. rather buy American anyway? <laughs> You're not American. And until next time, cheers. Good day. Hasta luego. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.